0: welcome to Cassandra Explains It All, a podcast where we take a magnifying glass to all of our treasures from the past. Okay, perfect. Tonight we're doing The Tale of Locker 22, which is exciting because it's like a blast from the past episode. I love when they do this.
1: I had a feeling you would like it and you're dressed for the occasion too.
0: Uh It's
1: very uh, hippie-ish, your outfit, which I like.
0: Exactly. Kristen shows (laughs) up at the campfire and she's dressed up like a hippie. I dressed up too. Frank tells Gary that they're just trying to guess, you know, they're basically standing around guessing what she's going to show up as. So like, I don't really know, are you afraid of the dark this well? So I was thinking, does she always come in costume?
1: Yes, more or less. So for anyone who's aware, Kristen told like five tales uh, in this order. She told Hungry Counds, Prom Queen, um, Final Wish, Blacker 22, this one, and then Frozen Ghost. Wow. And for pretty much all of them, she's done something theatrical with her outfit in some way um, to kind of set the tone. I don't know why, but that's just kind of her thing to set her apart from the other storytellers, which is fine. I like the different personalities going on.
0: I think it's cool. And she even brought props from home and everything. (laughs) Gary is so weird. He's like, what does this have to do with your story? Like, what are you gonna do, Gary? Like, write her a ticket?
1: <laughs> Calm send, down. Send like, her back home to change.
0: <laughs> right? Like, what?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was. I'm usually a fan of Gary, but he was like off the mark for me in this episode. What's this got to do with your story? (laughs) Saying the ghost. You don't learn from the past, you'll be doomed to repeat it. My story's a little different. In my tale, if you don't learn from the present, you'll repeat the past. And meet. Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story... Tale of Locker 22.
0: I was really surprised to see her wearing a midriff on Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah! (laughs) Was not expecting that as a kid.
0: Yeah, I don't remember this one from when I was a kid, but i was surprised watching it now julie and her family just moved to town shocker i know (laughs) and they're from they're from france though which makes her very interesting i feel like as a character and the actress in general is just really interesting yeah she's
1: actually a french canadian i forgot her real name but that's how she was able to like blend in for the role because you know french canadian accent can kind of go with French a little bit.
0: <laughs> she definitely seemed French yeah, to me. Yeah, so. convincing. I was just oh, going to say, it's not often we get a, a
1: foreigner as a character, as main character as well.
0: Yeah, I thought it was really mm-hmm. fun. And she shows up at Derby High School, which it's like this giant school. It, they don't really say what state they're in, but it's a huge mess. She gets taken to where her locker is going to be. She's basically in like some storage facility because there's so many kids at the school they don't have enough room yeah it's like the
1: back area where nobody goes because it's all covered in graffiti and like dilapidated chairs and stuff like that it's yeah not a great first impression when you just move there
0: yeah exactly and like she's gonna be really far from everybody so yeah she she's really off to a bad start and the assistant principal mr schaffner um he assigns her locker 22. it's kind of far from things
1: are you complaining no look i've been here far too long to take grief from a transfer who's only been here five minutes i'm sorry this will be fine good welcome to derby miss (laughs) dufo oh boy that that principal i've got a bone to pick with him (laughs) but not
0: yeah he's terrible yeah
1: he's he's really got up throughout the entire episode but we'll learn Maybe a little bit more behind his, uh, yeah, his outlook on things here, because I didn't think she did anything wrong by asking, well, is there anyone closer to like the classrooms and immediately just like gets on her case about that, which I find not only off putting, but concerning from a higher up. Usually they should be more understanding than that, even in the 90s
0: yeah and just like how run down the school is and then the next scene we get is her in science class and this guy is like I don't even know it's like worse than Walter White like yeah he's just he's,
1: like he's like on lithium or something because he's just conked out on something <laughs> while he's like trying to yeah. get through the day
0: yeah <laughs> he he's terrible and like he's trying to show them an experiment where I don't know this was lost on me because like You could choose to do chemistry, or you could choose to do um, marine biology. And I chose marine biology because I didn't want to do chemistry.
1: Good choice. (laughs) So
0: all of this was really unfamiliar to me. Right.
1: I did a little bit of chemistry because we were forced to back in high school. Um, But, you know, it it was all right. We didn't didn't have to do any sucking pipette experiments as far as I'm concerned. But we did use, like, little eyedroppers or, you know, the self... I don't even know what the word is like it sucks it up on its own by squeezing like a little bulb on it so that I
0: don't know why but the pipette was really familiar to me like I did remember it yeah but I know I've never done that before
1: did you have to ever measure like water in a graduated cylinder with some sort of apparatus yeah because that might be why
0: maybe yeah yeah just ridiculousness (laughs) going on in the classroom I'm gonna play a little bit
1: yeah, please. Just
0: because the teacher is so funny.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, and the locker is making spooky noises already. Yep. Now, carefully, <laughs> suck
1: the liquid into the pipette like so. And hold your finger on the end so that it doesn't run out. Simple. <laughs> so,
0: oh my gosh. Julie... Yeah, Julie just breaks her beaker right in the middle of class. Yeah, she breaks her beaker right in the middle of class. These jerks come up to her while she's on the ground cleaning it up. Well, first off, the teacher's like, whatever, we'll clean it up tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's like, don't do that. He's kind of like Ben Stein in that sense, very sedated and monotone.
0: Yeah, it was really surreal and weird. Yep. And then these kids come up to her and basically start bullying her a little bit saying that the Mm -hmm. next time that they do this experiment, it's going to be with acid. Basically, she needs to learn what she's doing. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's
1: the the acid from the dead man's float. Yeah. (laughs) Better watch out. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah it's actually it's actually good we're doing this episode after that because it not only has lockers in it but it's also chemistry yeah, yeah.
0: perfect this guy chris comes up and he stands up for her and he basically shooes the bullies away and he helps her clean up the mess and he tells her not to be afraid just because she's new um, and then she tells him that she's from paris and that they moved to the united states you know just recently and she's a new girl in town typical are you afraid of the dark plot yeah so it's just like their first meet cute okay and then he agrees to show her around the school and help her find the rest of her classes she's super appreciative but then as she's leaving the classroom she gets startled by seeing a ghost and it's this weird like hippie looking girl but she doesn't say anything to her um and julie kind of tries to talk to her but she doesn't get a response And then when she turns around, she's gone. And then at lunchtime, she runs into those bullies again, um, Fritz and Donnie, and (laughs) they start a huge food bite.
1: Uh, Not exactly. It's more like they throw food at each other and at Mr. Mr. Schaffner and everyone eggs them on. (laughs) Yeah, I mean. Although it's made to believe that it's a lot bigger. It's actually not when you look closely.
0: Yeah, it looked pretty wild. But I noticed that they didn't have that much food on their plates. So Mm-mm. this is a really no. weird scene. Um, yeah. but, but it needs to happen because she gets in trouble with them. Um, yeah, Mr. You know.
1: Schaffner like really explodes on this girl just because this food fight starts. And, you know, she may or may not have, you know, started it because she just got out of the way of getting liquid and squirted in her face. So.
0: Yeah, she's... I don't know. It's
1: just made me very uncomfortable that this teacher is like laying into her so harshly after just getting here.
0: Yeah, she's literally new... having the worst first day at a school you could possibly have.
1: Pretty much. So hopefully it gets better from here.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then...
1: Did I say something about giving me grief, Miss Dufault? But, sir, I didn't... If you're a troublemaker, you've crossed paths with the
0: wrong man! Yeah. So she gets another little run in with a ghost and then she tells Chris about it. And she does say to him, like not to tell anybody. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then yeah. <laughs> like, but then that night when she's at home, she gets a phone call and it's like kids from school pranking her um, saying that, it's Donnie and Fritz. Yeah. So she comes to school the next day and she blames Chris for what happened and she's so pissed and she like explodes on him, but it's really crazy, like really crazy, because on the second watch, like because later on in the episode, whenever she tries to go to make up with Chris, he's like really standoffish about it. He's like, Yeah, really, like, get away from me. And while my second watch, I was like, Yeah, I wouldn't want anything to do with this person either after they yeah. acted like that. For so like she-
1: the first third of this episode I just feel very uncomfortable watching the episode because I feel so bad for Julia how she's like trying to make friends and interact and being normal here but everyone's just like so abrasive so I guess it kind of lends to the the tone and the feel of the school itself because we see graffiti and dilapidated um, you know furniture everywhere so it kind of goes to show that this is this is a rough part of town and it's not going to be easy to blend in as she might have initially thought.
0: I guess so. Julie seems kind of unhinged, though. Maybe. Here, I'll play. I'll play some. Whoa! Thanks a lot.
1: What's the
0: matter?
1: I trusted you, and you had to tell everybody what I told you.
0: Julie,
1: I didn't... You're worse than those jerks in the cafeteria, because you pretend to be nice. Wait a
0: minute, wait.
1: I should have seen you coming. Wait. (laughs) Julie, I
0: only told one person. I didn't know they were going to make it news. Well, they did
1: everybody thinks i'm the crazy new foreign kid listen
0: i did it for a reason okay
1: i'm sure hope
0: you all got a good laugh (laughs) she like doubles (laughs) down at the end too (laughs) yeah
1: well we'll eventually hear chris's reason as more of the backstory unfolds but um yeah i actually i actually like him as a supporting uh protagonist because he seems genuinely interested in like getting to know her i'm like the other kids who just want to rag on her so uh, I don't mind him too much and he has a lot of great lines later on too
0: then so she gets bullied a little bit more but these kids actually do serve a purpose to the story because they like scare her with a ghost costume and a ball comes by but it prompts her to find this um, necklace on the floor and when she puts on the necklace it takes her back into time into the 1960s
1: I like the sound that it makes when she puts it on. It's like, like some sort of weird thunderclap effect going on there. Also the ghost has sunglasses, that's worth noting.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and the ghost shows up to tell her to put the necklace on too. She's like, what, this?
1: Well, she suggests this. We haven't actually heard her speak yet.
0: Right, she really can't speak. Me? I'm sorry,
1: Moon Dance. This necklace is
0: like Voss.
1: Whoa. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How do you feel about this scene? <laughs>
0: this is a lot. This is a lot. But it's so much fun. I love an object that goes back in time or forward in time or to another Mm -hmm. dimension. Um, This gives me a lot of nostalgia for that time on TGIF when they did the time ball and Salem was going through time with the time ball. That's what it Mm -hmm. reminds me of. Um, Cool. I like that girl's uh,
1: rainbow shirt. It's very colorful. In fact, a lot of shirts are colorful
0: here. Yes, I loved her shirt, especially. Mm -hmm. um definitely so she's back in time suddenly (laughs) and mysteriously (laughs) and so then okay in a flash suddenly she appears in what appears to be derby high school in another time and judging from the clothes the hairstyles and the trends it's the 1960s although julie at first doesn't know what is happening um the school is much cleaner the lockers seem to be in better shape um She's greeted by a long-haired hippie student who calls her Candy and tells her that her beads are so far out. So basically, Julie takes the necklace off, goes back to present day, 1990, which is now like 30 years in the past from us. So this is getting confusing. She goes back to present day (laughs) and tells Chris what's going on. Then her and Chris go to back, you know, she takes, pulls Chris back with her because, you know, you can't just tell somebody something like that. You kind of have to show them.
1: Yeah, get the full effect.
0: Mm-hmm. She's really confident that it's going to work too when she does it. It's pretty funny. All right, <laughs> hold on. I want to play that.
1: I should make a quick mention that uh, we've seen the exterior of the school before. Um, it's been in episodes like The Tale of the Sorcerer's Apprentice and The Tale of the Midnight Ride. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they like reusing this location a lot for school scenes. That's really cool. Yeah. I found it in my locker. It must have belonged to the same person. Yes, sir? Look around. The paint is old, like nothing has been done for years, right? Look, I'm sorry about those guys giving you a hard time, but you're getting a little spooky on me, all right? Spooky? You haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) (laughs) What happened? How'd you do that? I don't know. It happened to me before when I put on this necklace. It's like I jumped back in time. Candy! Who's this? <laughs> oh <my God.
0: laughs> what a scene. <laughs> There's a lot of even begin? acting going on here.
1: I know. I like her inflection of, I don't know, because it reminds me of Tommy Wiseau from The Room. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> 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 i did not hit her oh boy i'm, I'm not going down that tangent anymore
0: <laughs> this is literally all three of their all three of these actors worst acting in this yeah. one scene <laughs> i'm
1: like, not gonna deny that
0: <laughs> it's quite incredible <laughs> yeah
1: that's so bad it's good kind of way
0: yeah so basically um let's see they see mr schaffner in the past And he says, Miss Warren, you know, you have to basically take this science experiment test after school or you can go straight to summer school. So, okay. And then they leave the pass and they go do a little bit of research on their own. They go to the school's record storage department to look through the locker records. And Chris chooses to look through 1968 because this is when The white album came out and when they were in the past they do mention the white album here i'll play that sure did i think it's a scene yeah if he figures it out invite him over tonight i got the beatles white album bye (laughs) yeah i immediately was like what year did that come
1: i checked that too it's 1968. good on them for doing their research
0: yeah that's her That's the ghost.
1: This is real, isn't it?
0: I guess. We can't both be crazy.
1: Why is Candy showing herself to me? And why do they think I'm Candy? I don't know. Listen, whatever's going on here, we can't handle it, all right? What do we do? I don't know. I feel like she's trying to tell me something, Chris. This is happening for a reason.
0: Maybe, oh, come on, let's get out
1: of here. I have to get my books. Let's talk tonight. Okay, later. Is it normal to have all that graffiti on like all the main lockers too, not just the backroom (laughs) ones? That's really kind of concerning. Like, how's that okay where they just leave that, all that garbage all over the place? Didn't you have like a code for like how spick and span everything looks?
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was weird. I was wondering why the school was in such bad shape. Yeah. thought maybe at the end it would resolve but it doesn't
1: <laughs> no it never gets answered and it's it's kind of frustrating in that sense
0: <laughs> yeah so then like so on chris's way out of the school he finds this old teacher mr adams and gets the lowdown on basically the entire story of this ghost who she is why is she's haunting the school But in the meantime Julie knows that she has to help Candace and so she's going back to the locker to go you know find out what the mystery is. It's like right yeah I love this scene especially because I love a character who's questioning their own sanity or like at what point do you bring in outside help you know.
1: Yeah. And
0: that's always fun with Are You Afraid of the Dark because they're kids. It's like yeah at what point do you get an adult
1: right because this all of this is like very out of the ordinary paranormal stuff going on and you know maybe it's not safe to explore the stuff on your own as we find in certain tales it doesn't always pan out well for those who uh venture too far
0: yeah and i would say that this episode is not really scary at all but it has this weird gruesome element to it which we're about to get to Just yeah there's like, an
1: undertone of tension
0: yeah um Almost like, I know this sounds stupid to compare it to, but almost like The Shining. <laughs> like, I know, I'm sorry, but it does. It's like everything is unnerving.
1: You just feel tense throughout the entire way and you're confused and you're kind of mellowed out at the same time because of the sitar music droning on.
0: Yeah, so here, I'll play. Chris, you're here late.
1: Threader, you've been teaching here like forever, right?
0: I <laughs> suppose yes, 30 years, is forever to you. <laughs> Did you know Candy Warren, Andy Warren. Haven't thought of her in years. Sure I knew her.
1: Sweet girl. Such a tragedy. Well, how did she die? Was she, like, sick or something? Oh, heavens no, it, it was a horrible accident. What, a car crash? No, no, it happened right here. A derby? Warren now.
0: Hold on a minute, skip this.
1: Yeah. A little careless. Damn. She was staying late after school on some chemistry project or something. Apparently she got a little careless. And there was an explosion and a fire and
0: Hard to even think about it now. Damn. Just like Tale of the Dollmaker. Wait. there wasn't a
1: fiery explosion in Dollmaker. Oh no, sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Was that the director's cut? Did I miss out? Yeah. Um uh, what was the one with the house next door? And Lonely Ghost? Yeah, that's it. Lonely Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, really gruesome. Like not a scary episode, but definitely a a horrible image
1: yeah unnerving backstory
0: and they don't have to show anything but it's really effective still yeah and i love this guy's look he looks like an old 1930s movie star (laughs) (laughs) for sure unfortunately julie is in the past and she's about to relive candace's experience and Chris has to go save her. And luckily he does, he figures it out just in time. So he runs to the locker 22 and like somehow walks through the ghost and that gets him into the locker or was it him unlocking it? Like I wasn't really clear on that.
1: Yeah, it's it's ambiguous. I think it just, they're just trying to set up a device here so that he can get back without Julie because her, her necklace is like the means of getting back in time and he, yeah. he can't use it obviously. So, you know.
0: Yeah it's so up to he, the
1: viewer of whether or not that holds up or not in the plot
0: <laughs> he ends up saving her and it's pretty hilarious yeah she's sitting there forever it's really nerve-wracking because she's trying to light the Bunsen burner
1: and yeah and we know what's going to happen if she succeeds
0: <laughs> yeah and there's just gas like pouring out into this room
1: my goodness stop
0: her candy, candy. Stop. look at this it's rotted through
1: if you'd have put fire in this the whole place would have gone up Hey, don't you check your equipment, Mr. Schaffner? Oh my God. You could have been killed. I don't know what to say. Say you're in the wrong line of work. Thank God you saw this. If you hadn't. I would have been toast. Damn. She finally speaks. <laughs> That was a really poignant moment. I love Chris's delivery there, and Mr. Schaffner's kind of change of heart. So that, you know, maybe, maybe his uh, his unresolved trauma of, you know, being somehow related to Candy Warren's death caused him to be like, so on edge and lashing out at everyone.
0: Yeah, I can't believe he murdered a child.
1: Accidentally, but still, yeah. Sure.
0: Well, is it? I mean, it was definitely.
1: I don't think he had ill intent. He just wanted her to pass so that. She didn't have to go to summer school. <laughs> oh my
0: god. Yeah, then they come back through the locker. They're back in present day. Everything is still dilapidated. And they run into the new assistant principal, which is Candace. She never died. They fixed the timeline. You
1: bet. <clears throat> Can I ask what you're doing here so late? i um i was helping her with the locker stuck (laughs) at least it was stuck oh i know it used to stick for me all the time too for you that was your locker oh
0: back in the dark ages you must be julie defoe nice to meet you who are you i'm the assistant principal ms warren candy warren
1: <laughs> Gentlemen, my office please. <laughs> I love that comeuppance after all the bullying, they finally get theirs at the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. What do you hold on? I guess we can play the end of the campfire, but like what did you yeah. think about this overall as a tale? Like not very scary, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. It was it
1: was an all-right tale for me. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was just kind of warm. Um, I think what I really wanted is to get more graphic details about the the whole setup of candy warren's backstory like i wanted to see flashbacks of the explosion maybe see like uh, it sounds insidious to say this but like maybe she could have had some charred bits on her to kind Mm -hmm. of show um the effect of the explosion i'm sure she wouldn't just turn into a regular person after that and if she was a regular person after that maybe she should have more ghostly appearance than just like a plain old person so that was, that was one of my points of contention with this episode and just kind of the set design and how everything felt edgy, but uncomfortable. It, it was, it was a very odd experience viewing it for me. I put it somewhere in the middle.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I agree with all that. And I, oh, it would be cool if like the, the necklace that they use for the time travel device, it could have like smoke coming off of it or something. Yeah.
1: Some, some sort of indication that the it's condition. Yeah, like it's condition changes when, you know, re- you resolve things and you're in the good timeline now, or if you're in the bad timeline, it's all distorted or charred or something. Just they, they need to flesh it out a little bit deeper for it to feel convincing and like a scarier Are You Afraid of the Dark episode. But as a normal tale about, t- you know, time traveling to save someone's life, it's all right.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's a fun episode. It, well, it's not fun. It's- there are, there are <laughs>
1: tiny bits of fun sprinkled out throughout mainly the hippie girl with the cool rainbow sweater and maybe a few lines of dialogue that Chris says to Mr. Schaffner and the ghost with sunglasses that's about it
0: (laughs) yeah but it's not boring like it's definitely an interesting one to watch all the actors have a really interesting look the music is decent the set design is weird um so it's a fun it's definitely a fun one to watch
1: it, it feels like one of those Disney rides where you like jump in a, a boat or something and you just kind of w- get like through the whole ride and you watch everything pop up on the side until you're at the end. You're like, Oh, you know, it's kind of interesting. But at the, at the same time, you're just kind of mellow at the um, while experiencing it. Yeah. Nothing too uh, impressionable like the previous episodes we've done.
0: That's true. Yeah. All yeah. right, here, I'll play the end. I still say there there is something unnerving about this episode. I don't know.
1: Probably for you, not not me as much because I like the more monstery things. <laughs> yeah. The end. Far out. Solid. Psychedelic. <laughs> um.
0: Nito. so cheesy it's amazing
1: (laughs) yeah i love her outfit it's very suitable for the tail but man those lines more cheesy than like a dairy farm for me
0: (laughs) yeah it was really cute though really yeah i like frank's shades (laughs) i love all the midnight society cast members the girl that plays a ghost in this episode she also is on an episode or a couple episodes of the goldbergs so interesting i know that yes um Melissa Joan Hart directs some episodes of the Goldbergs, mm-hmm. so that's a nice little Kriegman connection there. Cool. Little Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, somehow they find their way in the future to connect again.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you have any other trivia for this episode?
1: Um, nothing already. I didn't say in the book or already. I mean, there's not there's not too much to go over here.
0: Okay. Do you want to do a recommendation or no?
1: Yeah, we can do that.
0: Cool. All right. I'll go first, I guess. Okay, yeah. So my recommendation is going to be totally on theme, and it's the episode of Charmed called Witchstock. It's season six, episode 11. Paige finds herself transported back in time by a pair of Graham's boots to an era of free love and freely practiced magic where Paige really fits in. So if you enjoyed this episode, I think you would enjoy that and go check it out.
1: Nice. And for my recommendation, if you like listening to podcasts, um, some of you may know that some of you not, I I just recently got into it and I had no idea it was so popular, but um, there's this radio drama called Radio Rental hosted by Rain Wilson of The Office. No, is that his name? I think so. Um, He plays Dwight Schrute in The Office. And um, he, he essentially does these radio dramas where people submit their own like, creepy encounters of real life, um, scary stories. And he does it under the guise of like, this, uh, this old video store rental guy who, who somehow captures them on a VHS tape and pops it in and you know plays the stories back to us. It's actually really fun. And I recommend the episodes, um, The Babysitter and Laura of the Woods to start out with because those are really creepy and fun.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, I love Rain Wilson too, and that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, check it out. It's fun.
0: That's really cool. All right, cool. Um, what are you thinking for our next episode? Well. <laughs> it's my it's my pick, right?
1: Uh, well, I picked Dead Man's Float, and you technically picked Blacker 22. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: so there's... I, I was mostly thinking about dream girl because that also deals with lockers, but there's gotta be a more tentative connection here. I could, we could also do sorcerer's apprentice because that deals with uh, a chemistry exam and there's a lot of science going on and magic. So that could be fun. Um, okay. but It depends on what you want to do more. Do you want to do dream girl more or sorcerer's
0: apprentice? Let's save dream girl and do sorcerer's apprentice. Cause I agree. Like, yeah, there is lockers, but it's not in a school
1: yeah it's like hardly hardly in there and it's just a device to introduce um the main object of the episode in the so. bowling alley right yeah let's let's do sorcerer's apprentice because that's a really fun one to talk about and there's a lot going on and it's also science-based so we got like just the round of chemistry <laughs> tales for everybody here right yeah. i don't
0: I, I haven't seen sorcerer's apprentice or not that i remember at least so i'm curious it's, to
1: give it a rewatch it's kind of goofy and over the top and very, very, very slightly scary. But I think you'll have a good time with it if you're into Betty Ann tales like I am.
0: Yeah, definitely. I love a Betty Ann tale. Sweet.
1: Cool. So <laughs> next time on Are You Afraid of the Dark Monthly, we'll be doing the tale of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Perfect. All right, cool.
0: And then, oh yeah, if people want to find your Instagram or if people want to find you, where can they find you?
1: Yeah, um, you can find me on Instagram at Breville Smart. I'm in the process of getting a website up for my own stuff in a store. So hopefully that'll be done within a month or so, working with a team to get that going so I can sell my stickers, posters, and art prints through there, Um, not just do it through direct messages, although that's what I'm doing now and it's working. Um, So if you are into 90s nostalgia stuff and custom edited watch parties of all your favorite shows from your childhood, come on and check out my Instagram page. Uh, it's a tons of fun for everyone who has found me so far and i'm always looking for new new ways to connect with people through my art yes what
0: is your instagram live party going to be tomorrow
1: tomorrow is going to be uh called doggone it it's a dog themed one that the viewers picked this week because i posted some courage the cowardly dog art and then uh a doug piece that i did as a freelance gig and people are like going nuts for all the dog art and i'm like okay We'll just <laughs> do a dog theme watch party instead of my cowboy one. And I'll save that for next week. <laughs> nice. Yeah. yeah. So look forward to that. I love dog. Not so much courage. Fair enough. I mean, it's yeah. not for everyone. For it's me, so I like courage. Creepy. But that's what I love about it. It's kind of like a cartoon, Are You Afraid of the Dark, to me, in my head. It really
0: is. It really is. Yeah. 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 Definitely.
1: Oh, that's also my, like, video recommendation, because it's technically 90s. If you haven't seen Courage of the Cowardly Dog, go find a DVD of it or so- you know somewhere on youtube or a streaming service it's really fun
0: oh it's definitely worth a watch for sure the animation's great i had fun watching dr (laughs) cats
1: yeah i'm glad you love it because like no one else seems to have heard of it but it's like has such like a unique style and humor to it that has aged exceedingly well since it first aired
0: the humor is amazing
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah i loved it whenever it first came out and i was sad
1: we'll have to do a, a dr cats episode in the near future yeah. so we can uh, evangelize right. the gloriousness
0: of it to everyone else who hasn't seen it i know right <laughs> i think i'm gonna go play sonic which one um i don't know i don't i just like they try to get me to play video games so i'm like all right i'll only play sonic or mario gotcha because <laughs> i don't want to learn any new games
1: <laughs> yeah it's only so, right, so much time we have as adults now
0: i know right thank you i appreciate it
1: yeah, anytime. Have a great night. <laughs> you too. Catch Bye. You Bye.